Hey, this is Craigan from Heathen, and you're watching CMS TV. All right, we are back right here on Chris Aiken Presents. Uh, Eric, what you think, man? That was pretty fun, right? Man, I love that. And he's from Jersey, too. I yeah. Well, I, you know, I'm from Jersey. I'm from yes, Jersey. I, from Jersey? I've, heard, I've heard. I've heard you're from Jersey. Right. What exit? What exit? I don't know. Uh, the one the, that, the, that Tony gets off on? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> people from Jersey. What exit? <laughs> That's all any of us know about Jersey, the fucking Sopranos. Sorry. We stink. But the other, he's, There's other things he said, too, that I love. I say all the time, like, to Susan, because she's always up my ass. I'm like, well, you got to be busting my balls. <laughs> <laughs> huh? well, Blitz yeah, is I a character. All the time. I can't believe he remembered that he was in fucking um, New Orleans when it last time I talked to him. Jesus, that was crazy. But some guys have good memories. That's for sure. It did but, look like he got the nickname Blitz by. That could have been. That's okay. <laughs> he used to he used to throw down. But here's a guy that used to throw out. down and has thrown down with me many times. Nice. Mr. Joe Cleon. Joe, how are you, man? Hey, hey, how you doing? Good, man. Good to have you once again. This is Eric. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. So, so Joe, um, I'm going to, I'm going to introduce you to Eric by saying Eric is like you. He's a cat guy. Now, you know, my profession, my uh, propensity of not liking pets at all, which I know you hate. That's why I brought my nanny tonight. That's uh, why he brought the gun to keep me under under control. (laughs) If I, if I was a pet, I would hate you, Chris, (laughs) (laughs) especially a playboy playmate or a playmate or penthouse pet or whatever, (laughs) but no dude, but in seriousness, you, I'll I'll just put it this way as a non-pet person. The reason I'm not a pet person is because I know I wouldn't take care of a pet. And therefore, I just don't have one. I not there's nothing worse than the people that have pets for status, and then they the minute they break up with their girl or whatever, then they abuse the pet. So, I I appreciate you pet people, and you are way over the edge with the pet thing <laughs> with your with with this charity that you're involved in. Um, you know, so let's start there, man. But you know, so that people know everything that you're doing here talk a little bit about the charity that's um now the auction that's running and the charity that you're involved in yeah the charity is a no-kill cat rescue it's called kitten crazy it's in medina ohio um all the cats are free roaming there's no cages so you walk in there's these giant rooms of seven thousand square feet and the cats just roam around you sit down on the couch and the cat that's going to pick you comes over and picks you basically the cat um, picks you. it does that's the way it always works um, it's an, uh, as I said, it's a no kill shelter. It's a 501 C three, uh, nonprofit. And, uh, I started volunteering as their photographer about nine years ago. And, uh, then I started doing these fundraisers. I figured I could take some of my concert photos, put them online and raise some money for, for a great cause. So that's what I'm doing again now for the fifth time. Right. And, and, you know, for people that don't know Joe, uh, Joe's not, when he says he's donating his art, his art is true art. It's not, Thank his you. photography is as good as any and as i mentioned at the beginning of the show i proudly used one of joe's pieces of work which he could not have done a better been a better friend to let me use for the cover of my judas priest book and the, the front and back two different photos for that and i have a i have a beautiful piece of roger waters on my wall 
I mean, Joe's work is. I'm gonna put some up on the screen while we're talking, so that yeah, it's not. So that it's not. This is this one right here. I used as my back cover on my on my book. Wow. You know, that's. I don't have the front one here. I thought I had the book here, but I don't. But um, but I mean, I can send that to you if you could. Yeah, transition that, it real quick. Yeah, e- email it over to me, and and I. Will. I'll, how about Facebook message? Does that work? Yeah, that'll work. Okay. I can get it. I can flip it's it. Razor blade. But yeah, I mean jo- Joe's Joe's eye, and I'm not just kissing his ass because he's here because I've told him this, you know, numerous times. Joe's work is as good as anything you're ever going to see anywhere. Anything that you're going to see on Getty Images, anything that you're going to see from you know. Mark Weiss or Niels Lautner, whatever his name, the Neil Z, whatever that guy's name is. Slowzauer. Slowzauer. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's a rare gift to, in my opinion, to be able to capture moments because they're, they're, they're one, one hundredth of a second they're gone. And, you know, and to be able to capture so many for so many years, that's a true gift, man. And, you know, I, I, I know it sounds like I'm kissing your ass. Maybe I'm a little bit, but I, I appreciate the work. <laughs> no, thank you very much. I just Facebook messaged you the cover of your priest book, that, that photo, where I actually cheated and popped up the flash on my camera to, to get the perfect shot. <laughs> um, but uh, that's one thing I really like about concert photography, what you were talking about, is that it's difficult. Um, I can sit in the field and get a shot of somebody perfect every time because you can sit there for an hour and keep changing your settings but when you're doing a concert the lights are changing every five seconds it's really difficult and i can shoot the same venue a hundred times and every time it's just as difficult as the first and that's what i like about it because i never can rest on my laurels i can never take it easy it's always a challenge and i I like that well and 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 when you're taking the pictures too and this is another thing you know, and, and I want you and Eric to kind of talk through this a little bit because, I, you know, I don't know if you know this, Joe, but Eric is um, Stephen Piercy's guitar player. Did so, I meet him when we we were with Stephen at the Kent stage? Probably yes. I probably fact, did. You yeah. absolutely. In fact, you absolutely did. Yeah. Because he was the, he he's the one that got me in. So, <laughs> so <laughs> nice. So um, yeah, I um, I on on the photographer standpoint. I know it's always a pain in the ass and there's always different rules with different bands. You know, some want you to shoot from the back of the building. Some want you to shoot from the front, but they only want you to shoot the first two songs or 30 seconds of the first three songs. Or I just say, don't get my bald spot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, as the photographer, Joe, what is it? What is, what is most convenient for you, not necessarily convenient as in just being there, but what is most convenient for you to get the best shot? Is it being close or is it being maybe isolated away from other photographers so that you're not crawling over each other to get a good shot? Um, it's usually close because you're right there and it's it's usually better, but sometimes from the soundboard from far away, it's great too because you can get the crowd interacting with the performer, which you can't get when you're in front of the crowd in the pit in front of the barrier. Right. So they're, they're both good, but if I had a choice, I would rather be in the pit. I would rather be close up. Right. Do you have problems ever where the, where the other people get in your way and they're just pains in the ass? Oh my God, all the time. Well, there there used to be a thing like before the pandemic and there's some Facebook pages for concert photographers and there's a thing called pit etiquette. There's okay. things you do and there's things you don't do. And uh, I kind of was out of it for about three years after, you know, during the pandemic and I'm just getting back into it this summer. 
and uh, I, I shot a show, uh, Our Lady Peace, at, at House of Blues. Okay. And there was no fucking pit etiquette whatsoever. Um, <laughs> this chick had this. This chick had this backpack that was like eight feet extended behind her. Oh, and you know, you don't do shit like that because you need to move around, and the pit is very. And the area in front of the barrier between the barrier and the stage is very narrow. Right. And, uh, you know, you don't do stuff like that. And people would stand in front of me, just walk, walk in front of me and just stop right in front of me and just start shooting. And, uh, <laughs> that, you know, when you walk in front of somebody, you would duck down under their camera so you don't get in the way of their shots. And, uh, right. I used to know everybody that was in the pit. Um, because I've been doing it for so long, and right. I think I knew one or two of the seven people that were there for Our Lady Peace. Seven people. Wow. Um, I, I would never. I wouldn't usually not see seven people for like Springsteen or you know Roger Waters, and there was seven people crammed into the pit at House of Blues. That was right. a, that was an interesting show. Yeah, no kidding. Now for you, Eric, and I'm gonna put real quick. I'm gonna put this is the shot that he took that is my cover of my book. So. Nice. Just a just a brilliant picture. <laughs> I mean, you were really at that is. show, weren't you, Chris? Twenty twelve. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I was definitely there, and and I just remembered I was leafing. I'll tell the story. I was, I was trying to find the right priest picture, and I couldn't find anything that I liked. And then you just hit me up. I, me, and you were just bullshitting, and I just asked you if you had any priest pictures, and you were like, "Here, boom, use whatever you want." And I was like, "Oh." All right. Behold. And I was like, <laughs> I like this one. This is fucking phenomenal. He held that pose for probably 10 seconds and his entire face was completely dark. There was no <laughs> lights on him. And I took like four or five shots and I looked at the camera. I'm like, oh, this looks like shit. It's dark. Right. And I popped the flash up on my camera and took like two quick shots and popped it back down because no flash is always the rule. And if they catch you using a flash, they'll throw you out. Right. Um, but I, I had to cheat to get that picture, but it was worth it because his face was perfectly lit up in that shot. And it was yeah. only because I cheated. It's an absolute gorgeous picture. <laughs> cheating. You know, let me ask you, um, do you ever use like, I guess it's not cheating, but say in a situation where you had a great shot, but the face was dark, there, there's filters now and there's, there's ways mm -hmm. you could bring out those discrepancies and kind of fix them digitally. Are you against that? Are you old school or what? Oh no, I'm not against that at all. There's the software that I use to, to process photos. You can do all that kind of stuff. And I, I kind of equate it to a guitarist EQing and you can record the perfect sure. guitar track in the studio, but you can always make it better when you add a little EQ right. to it. You know what I mean? So that's yep. kind of what I'm doing is just EQing my photos. Nice. Right, right on. Now, now, Eric, I want to ask you this and, and maybe Joe can chime in on this as well. When is a photographer a pain in the ass for you as the musician? <laughs> uh, they're never a, a, a pain to me. I mean, unless I know that they're taking pictures from a from a bad angle, which, like I said, would be like back, you know, whatever the <laughs> side. Because yeah, I'm not maybe not paying attention to them as much. But uh, if I could see them, I'll actually play up to the camera because I right. want good shots. I want them to have good shots of me. So if I can actually, if they could somehow get my attention a little bit, I'll, I'll like actually go over there and do some poses and stuff to help right. them out and myself. Right. Do you do you find that that happens a lot, Joe? Where they do where people do try to pull you into taking the shot? 
I kind of like that sometimes. The first time that happened was uh, Rudolph Schenker with the Scorpions. And okay. I hadn't been really shooting very long at that point. And he came running out on stage during the first song and ran right up to me and was pointing right at me. And he had this angry look on his face. And I thought he was pissed at me that I was in the wrong spot or something. I didn't know what was going on. And then I realized, <laughs> oh, my God, the guy's actually mugging for me. And uh, that's that's always great when they do that. And the band that's best for that is Kiss. Right. The first, the first three songs, they don't even notice the crowd. They are just focused on the photographers. Right. And that's that's why ever since you were seven years old, every picture of Kiss you saw was fucking great because that's that's a priority for them. And it's smart. That's, that's, that's why they're so many. The, the rule, right? I mean, they, they usually will say like, okay, photos just for the first three songs. Sometimes it's first two. If it's first right. only one song, I, I won't even do the show. Once we get sweaty, you will cease your photography immediately. For Garth Brooks, it was the first 30 seconds of like the first couple songs. He gets sweaty very fast. And who's who's the dumbass that's going to sit there with a stopwatch and stop everybody <laughs> after 30 seconds, you know? <laughs> um, so, yeah, some of, some of the rules are ridiculous. But I, I used to hate the three-song rule, but I, I love it now because I can usually get what I want in three songs. Yep. And I can get out of there. I can beat the traffic home. It takes me two or three hours to process my photos. Most places that I shoot for need them by the open of business the next day. Right. So if I stayed for the whole show, I'd be up till four or five in the morning. So I, right. I can get out of there, especially places like Blossom, Chris, that you know is a traffic nightmare. Oh, yeah. If you wait till the end of the show, it'll take you two hours just to get out of the parking lot. Mm-hmm. So I get out of there after three songs, I sail home and uh, I don't, I don't mind it at all. Yeah. Unless it's a good show. And that's yeah. always, and, and I, and I do want to bring that up because this pisses me off. When you told me this, I wanted to start calling people, <laughs> but I cannot believe that when you're doing an absolute service for basically free for the venues, because let's face it, you're, you're showcasing that the venue looks good. That's mm-hmm. kind of what you're doing. And then they tell you, you got to get the fuck out because you didn't buy tickets to an event that you're working. That's bullshit man well some shows i can stay um like blossom a lot of times i can just check my camera and sit on the lawn and watch the show if i want to but most of the shows it's it's really regimented i mean you have no ability to do anything outside of what they tell you to do they lead you to the stage if it's in the pit or the soundboard they stand there while you're shooting and then they lead you away and if you don't have a ticket they take you to the door and uh i don't really i don't really think it I don't have any animosity to them for doing that. It's just the way things work. If you don't have a ticket, you don't have a ticket. And uh, I've been doing it long enough. If I want to see a show, most of the time I can just ask and they'll put me on the guest list for a ticket. I can check my camera and then I can check out the show. Yeah. But there's a, you know, you're talking about pit courtesy to me. There's, there's journalistic courtesy and you know, the, the ever, the ever famous journalist row does exist. You know, I've sat in journalist row a, a million times at, at venues and there's always 10 seats that are empty, you know, in the first 10 rows somewhere, you know, because that's where the journalists are supposed to sit. And when the venues get cheap on that, that's just that's just weak sauce, you know. Well, and how how cheap are some of those promoters and some of those venues yeah. and stuff nowadays? I mean, they're 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 as cheap as like iHeart or Cheap Channel or, you know, any mm-hmm. of those places. So they don't they don't give a shit. No, they, they, don't. they don't care. Uh, the, thanks for the photos. Get the fuck out of here. You yeah, know, and that's I'll beat it. it works. And yeah. make sure you spell the name of our venue right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's so stupid. With all man. these stupid venue names, I hate these stupid corporate venue names. Yeah. I don't even know any of them anymore. I still call the, I still call, 
it's still Nautica. It's still um, Jacob's Field. It's still the Q. I, I just I call the Q the Q. It's one yeah. letter. It's easy to yeah. type. Yeah. It's better than I you know, call the San Diego Sports Arena Jack Murphy Stadium. You know. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's all. We don't need to change the name every ten. It's years. changed like twenty times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and Rocket Mortgage Field House. Yeah. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah, that's mattress uh, firm arena. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 all craziness now. The crypto crypto bankrupt center or whatever. You Bankruptcy know, like, center, the crypto. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what. Every place has these weird, stupid names now, and it's like, how are you supposed to remember this shit? The depend undergarments arena. Yeah, I mean, let's face it. We did a lot of drugs and alcohol when we were going to these venues. We we don't remember this shit. <laughs> They should have sell depends at the merch booth instead of tour shirts. They should have tour diapers now that we're getting so fucking old, you know. I'm we got Petco man. Park. We got Petco Parks. Petco Park. But the cool <laughs> thing is that's what it was when they made it. So I'm used to calling it that. That was we got our own baseball here in San Diego place. Nice. Is that what and that's called now? Petco Park? Petco Park. It's horrible. <laughs> that's terrible. So so Joe, let's talk people that suck. <laughs> let's let's how much time do you have <laughs> well, i got plenty let's i i mean I, I love this story and i don't know that i know you've told it on cms but i this is a somewhat different audience tell us about your good friend marilyn manson he's just a huge asshole as everybody <laughs> knows um and he just likes to fuck with photographers mm-hmm. he he tries to spit on photography like tried to spit on me and you know, if you don't want a photographer at your show, just don't credential them to shoot the show. And he would grab a red solo cup with water in it and walk across the stage while he was singing and pretend like he had nothing going on. And then he would turn at the last moment and just try and shower someone's oh. equipment to ruin their gear. I mean, when I'm doing a show, I've got about $5,000 worth of shit around my neck. Right. And this asshole is trying to throw water on my, on my gear. Piercy does that to me. Every show, he gets <laughs> water. He get, gets a water off the drum riser, and he thinks it's super cool. He like he'll pour it all over the cymbals, and it's usually a, a borrowed kit. It's oh. so, like the, recently the owner of the kit got so pissed at that he poured water all over it so that when Scotty would hit the cymbals, it would splash water up, which is a cool visual effect. And then he goes, "I'll be standing there rocking out," and they'll go, "Yeah," and he just like <laughs> water just goes, it just lands all over my guitar and the pickups. I'm like, God damn it. I was when I see him about to do it now, I kind of turn and kind of walk away a little bit because I could see it coming. But you'd probably get electrocuted from that, couldn't you? I think I might. <laughs> I might have a case here. Just pretend like you're electrocuted one time. Just start convulsing exactly. and shit and fall on the floor and see what I he does. I might have to do that. <laughs> I think you did do that. Didn't you do that last summer, Eric? Or was that a real heart attack? Now we're now the truth's coming out. Uh oh. Uh, sadly, that was real. <laughs> if you have a show on April 1st, that's when you should do it. There you go. <laughs> right, there you go. Nice. <laughs> well, other people so, that go ahead, go ahead. Oh, no, I was going to continue with the Marilyn Manson. Go thing. Ahead. Um, so I was talking to this, this girl who was, uh, from one of the services, I don't know if it was Associated Press or Getty or somewhere like mm-hmm. that, where she traveled to Cleveland, um, for the show. Actually, it was in Youngstown. Sure. At Covelli. And, uh, she said that he actually spit on her at a show where he actually oh. spit on her face. Oh. And so she shot him the next time he came through town. I think it might've been in San Diego or somewhere in California. And she said she filled up a water bottle with her own piss. 
<laughs> and had it in her camera bag. And when he came to the front of the stage and was leaning down, you know, she grabbed the water bottle and squeezed the side of it and showered him with her own piss. <laughs> and that's probably the greatest story any photographer has ever told me in 20 years. <laughs> that's fucking hysterical. He probably liked it, though. That's that's the That's what I was just thinking. He was like, thanks. Yeah. He's yeah. like, mmm, tasty. You know what? One time I saw the band The Prodigy. Remember them? The yeah, guy, yeah, yeah. Sadly, the guy died. The the fire starter. That guy, he's he passed away. But when I went and saw him, I remember like it was kind of gnarly. I didn't know what to expect with that band. Like they had a uh there was like a black dude in the band, and he had like all these like kung fu moves. He was like, Yeah, gah, gah, gah. and then they would like whatever, and then that guy like, I'm the fire starter. But then he had like he bent over, there was like a pit of people there, and I remember he like bent over and just spit. It was like he might have had a bunch of water in his mouth. I don't know, but he spit in this chick in the front row. Was just like, yeah, yeah. Oh. Like she liked it. <laughs> she liked that shit. Yuck. Keep your hands and your fucking body fluids off of me. You know. I think times I, you, have changed. That wouldn't fly nowadays. You can now throw me out like, if you don't want me to shoot. You could say anything, but just keep your personal shit off of me. You know. Right, dude. Do you shoot or have you shot? Um, the bands that use like props, like an ICP or a Guar or whatever. Yeah, I shot Guar, but I shot from the balcony at House of Blues. <laughs> there was no way I was going to be down in the pit for that show. Do people yeah. get in the pit to shoot that? I know. No, I mean, no, I've never seen anybody. My, my one venue security guy who was in charge of the venue security at House of Blues was a good friend of mine, and he was standing there inside the pit. And after the third song, he was just covered in blood and fake spooge and everything. And he had this look on his face like his dog just died. And I, I zoomed in and got a great picture of him. And it hangs on the wall in his house. Now. <laughs> that is so funny. This odorous just showered him for three songs. Right. How about this guy I got on screen right now? How's he? I've never had any problem with, with Dave. Um, okay. I shot I shot Megadeth three or four times. Um, what the hell is he wearing there? A hold that tiger shirt? <laughs> <laughs> hold that tiger. Hold that tiger. I'm always, a, I'm always trying really make it a point to, I don't want to attract anybody's attention on stage. Right. I, I, my, my biggest fear is that I'm going to piss somebody off on stage and they're going to say something into the mic and point at me and the whole, everybody's, site is going to be directed on me that's like my biggest fear um although that did happen one time and it was kind of cool because it was joe jonas <laughs> um i got thrown out of the pit at house of blues by joe jonas for, for shooting him very does that, nice does that give me like street cred <laughs> yeah i, I see a metal card intact <laughs> he uh he had vocal tracks going on right and uh, the second song, the end of the song, the band like stopped cold, but his vocals trailed like ah after the band. Yeah, right. And he took the mic away from his mouth and the ah kept going. <laughs> <laughs> and I may or may not have been a little buzzed when I shot that show because how do you go to see Joe Jonas unless you smoke a joint or two, you know? Right. Um, and I just burst out laughing when he took the mic away and the vocals continued. I, I didn't need, I just burst out laughing and he just pointed at me and pointed like that. And I was like, okay, I left and got right. out of there after two songs. We just and saw that with Alanis Morissette recently. Yeah. Uh, she she threw that. somebody out. No, we just well, saw the, the power vocals. went out at the gig. The power oh. went out and something on stage, but, there were still vocals coming out 
<laughs> I don't know. I saw that once with, um, and I still remember the show. It was White Zombie and the Ramones. And Rob Zombie was doing his bullshit. He's like that. You know, that he does the, the oh, yeah. shaking his head back and forth thing. And the vocals were coming, and he hit himself in the face with the microphone, and he's doing that shit. <laughs> and he dropped the microphone, and the vocals just kept on coming. Yeah. And the worst part was the microphone went forward into the pit, so he oh, couldn't shit. even he couldn't even quickly pick it up, and he just kind of walked over to like um, what was the girl's name? Sean. Sean's um microphone and pretended like he was singing into her mic. Then you know what I saw Eminem do something interesting where like because you know these rappers they got a lot of words they got to remember sure and it i've only been to a couple live rap shows and you know but eminem i he stopped singing and this track was going but it was like kind of quietly going it wasn't a lot of vocal and i think it was right. there to remind him of where he was maybe um i've seen the beastie boys not use that shit and mess up you know where they had to like stop and go oh kind of kind of get it because once he like lost the groove he was like ah oh, fuck I'm, I'm never gonna get right this. i'd rather have that than someone karaokeing yeah shit, you know you. um i shoot these pop stars like britney spears or katie perry or madonna and they're running around the stage and the vocals are perfect i mean they're perfect and they're running all they have those little you know time life subscription mics on their face Right. And they're running around and things are perfect. And then between songs, they actually turn their mic on so they can yeah. talk to the crowd and they're right. out of breath. And and then the song starts in again. It's back to being completely right. picture perfect. <laughs> There's actually a, a video of Britney Spears. She had a front of house sound engineer that I think was disgruntled and, and, and quit or got fired. And they were doing a DVD. They were recording a video and he actually recorded the actual vocal track that she was singing into her mic and then he overdubbed it into the actual video. <laughs> nice. If you just go to YouTube and put in like Britney Spears real voice, it's the most horrific thing you've ever heard. I'll bet. <laughs> it's 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 gut wrenching. And that's mm, nice. you know, that's that's what they really some of those people really sell. Yeah, it's a it's a crime. But I'll tell you what's not a crime, dude. This this uh cat kitten crazy.org is the website i believe correct yes kittencrazy.org and there's a banner on the front page that will take okay. you to all the auctions and there's a hundred i think that are going on and they're not auctions they're just buy it now so you can just okay. go on and buy a photo um if you want a photo it's a fixed price you don't have to it won't the auction won't take it up to 80 or 90 dollars you can just buy it for a fixed price and okay there's a lot of other packages where there's like three four photos included like for a scorpion's uh, sure. listing or whatever there's photos of each band member and, and stuff like that so it's just kitten crazy like is the crazy with a k they're both with k's kitten and crazy are both k's kittencrazy.org yeah okay kittencrazy.org everyone that's right kittencrazy.org okay. joe how long are the auctions going to be running for they're going to run until monday or tuesday but since they're by it now i might leave them up a little bit longer Okay. That photo you just put up that was one of the first non-local bands i ever shot saxon, saxon? at peabody's yeah yeah, yeah. Saxon, great. Uh, what's his, uh, I'm I'm not the hugest fan of Saxon. I will admit that. I, I mean, they're co they're cool, but I just I don't know. I never thought that they were like the second coming, like a lot of people do. But Biff is the nicest guy in the world. I mean, Biff is great. I'm a fan of about their first six or seven records, maybe up until Rock the Nations. I don't know what album number that was, but I love all those albums. Up yeah. Them. Oh yeah, the original, the early stuff's good. The latter, the latter stuff's been really good too. Pretty heavy and yeah. There's always about three or four songs on every album that are just mm -hmm. incredibly great. 
Well, if you like Biff, not to give myself a plug here, because this is Joe's segment, but you can catch my interview with Biff tomorrow on um, Chris Aiken Presents. It, oh, uh, nice. We'll actually be live tomorrow um, tomorrow or tonight at midnight, actually. It'll, oh, sweet. Well, feel free to use that photo if you want. I will be using it, and you can bet on that. <laughs> well, Joe, one more time, kittencrazy.org. The auctions are going on now. It is, in all seriousness, I know we're talking about rock and dickheads and metal and everything else, but <laughs> let's be honest. This is a cool, these kind of charities need to happen. And and even coming from me, the biggest pet, non-pet guy there is, these kind of charities need to happen because if there's not anybody putting the money into keeping these kind of organizations afloat, then you know what's going to happen. They're going to be putting, they're going to be taking these animals. They're going to be sticking them in the neck with a needle. Yeah. And they're going to be unloading them at the crematory by the hundreds. They're going to be gonna, putting them in Chinese food. Yes. Or there's going to be, or there's going to be a hundred cats shitting in your backyard. You know? That's right. That too. That's <laughs> and it, it really is a great place. Um, they adopt out over 650 cats a year. Wow. Nice. And they're only open five days a week. So they wow. adopt out a lot of cats. They're doing really great work. If a cat gets hit by a car, comes in, has to have its paw amputated or its eye removed, those surgeries are thousands of dollars. Sure. And they pay for that to happen. And the adoption fee is still the same, a hundred bucks or 110 bucks or whatever the, the current rate is. Um, so they do eat a lot of money in keeping these cats healthy and making them healthy and, and getting them ready for adoptions. And it, it, it's just really a great place. A lot of places like the APL, you go in and there's a wall of cages and you're trying to gauge a cat's personality looking through a cage. You're traumatized, and, yeah. And the cats don't like being in a cage no more than the human likes being in jail. And, right. and, and at Kitten Crazy, they're all free roaming. So the cats are a lot more comfortable. Their true personalities come out. And it's just really, it's a great place. I, I really love volunteering there. I, I wouldn't work for free if it wasn't a really great place. I wouldn't offer my photos for free right? If, you know, to give a hundred percent of the proceeds of selling my photo. Believe me, I, I need the money. I'd rather keep it for myself, but I love doing this for them because they're truly a worthy organization. And the Do they owner, want a picture of my Nani with the gun of Chris? <laughs> probably not. Buy it now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably not. Well, one more time. Kittencrazy.org is the website. JoeCleon.com is the website after the auctions. If once you've bought something from the auction, once you realize how great the art is, then you go to JoeCleon.com and you buy some more art. Yeah. If you have any artist requests, let me know and I'll let you know if I've shot them. I have 1,500 shows in my portfolio oh. over 20 years. And uh, you can also check out Kitten Crazy on Facebook as well. And again, it's two Ks, Kitten and Crazy are both with Ks. And uh, it's just really a great – when you walk in there, it's just such a different vibe from any other shelter that you've ever been in. Right on. Well, Joe, it's been great having you on the show here, man. And um, I hope that some of our listeners will go over there and buy something from the auction. One more time, kittencrazy.org. And Joe, thanks so much for joining us here. In my, uh, one more thing real quick. My friend, my friend Anastasia Pantios, who's a legendary Cleveland photographer from the 70s, 80s, and 90s. I do art gallery exhibits with her. She's donated some photos, like some photos right. from the legendary Motorhead show at the Variety Theater nice. that you you know about, Chris. And mm -hmm. you know, David, David Bowie's first show in the United States was in Cleveland at Music Hall. Right. And she has photos of that from 1972 wow. and she has some really iconic photos. So she has donated some as well. So there's, there's a lot of really great, great stuff on those 100 things on eBay. Um, not just my stuff, but early stuff from the seventies and really iconic photos from her. So Excellent. I hope to see everybody there. And uh, yeah, kitten crazy is really a great organization and they really, they really deserve the help. And if you don't want a photo, you can still go to kittencrazy.org and just donate. There you go. Well, do something, people. Stop being cheap fucks. Do something good. <laughs> My naughty's going to bust a cat. 
That's and right. you've, you've been great about helping me promote these in the past, Chris, and I really, really sure. appreciate that. Even though you're not a cat guy, you're still yeah. cool enough to let me do that. And that's, that's, real, I really, really appreciate that. And thank you. Thank you hey, so it's much. It's all good, man. Not a problem. Well, I, we I got to do CMS again where we come over with a bottle of bourbon and we sit down and <laughs> at nine o'clock and after midnight, we're just Bombed. having fun. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Talking, talking, talking to your virtual girlfriend. What was That's her right. name? Rhonda. Rhonda. Yeah. <laughs> with my, with my, uh, what was my Jaja and Charo, my, my pet turtles. <laughs> that was, dude, that was hilarious. That was, that was, Still, that, was dude, that was so fun. So many people have emailed that that's the funniest thing they've ever heard. <laughs> I, when I was driving home, my side actually hurt from laughing so hard for, for six hours with your Rhonda stories. That shit was funny. But... <laughs> All right, man. Kittencrazy.org is the website. JoeCleon.com is his website. And Joe, thanks so much for joining us here on Chris Aiken Presents. I love you, Chris. Thank you, my bud. All right, brother. Take care, man. Peace. All right, peace. Peace. <laughs>